Welcome to another episode of the Lazy Moms Podcast. Today I have Shawnasia with me. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining me, Shawnasia. This has been a long time coming. We finally, finally, finally got to sit down. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Thank you for having me. I've been trying. Who knows our scheduler? I know. I know. He he just he's he's not on his job. He's supposed to be on it, but you know, you what can cut you the do? wages for that one. <laughs> right. He ain't gonna get paid no more. <laughs> not gonna get paid no more to help me with that. Okay. Today, y'all, Shanasia is on the show, and we are gonna talk about the topic of beyond the statistics. People always think single parents who are co-parenting are always co-parenting angry or they don't get along or it's just one of those really terrible topics. But, you know, Shanasia is a single parent who co-parents with her ex really well. So I wanted to sit down with her to talk about how she does it because I know other single parents who do not co-parent <laughs> <laughs> Well, it didn't always be very well. Let's just say that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, at least it's better. It's better than most. Especially being a Black woman, they always expect us to be terrible single parents or like have horrible relationships with our ex, especially when you have a child. So it's good to see that at least there is a Black mother with another parent who y'all don't have that, that much of animosity as people think. Yes, like the biggest thing with co-parenting is to co-parent. Like people put feelings and the relationship in the past above the actual job. We're parenting, we're parents. Our kids supposed to come first. There's no reason why animosity should get in the way of the ultimate goal, which is to raise a child 18 beyond years and make sure that they're more successful than we are. Or, you know, just beating the statistic of black people failing and constantly repeating a cycle and having these same generational curses. It's try- I'm trying to break generational curses. And if I have to put myself last Amen. in order Amen. to do it, I'm going to do that. That's right. That's right. Because that's always the statistic, the statistic for us, especially black women. Is we're always in the angry part of the relationship. We're never going to get along with the ex. It's It's terrible. So it's good to see someone who wants to break that generational curse and just say, no, this can actually happen. You know, you don't have to be in this whole parenting and think about, oh, he did me wrong. So I'm going to make his life terrible. And we're going to use the child as one of those pawns, which is terrible because it's like then the child is the one that loses out on both parents. And it's, it's really confusing to me for the people who do that because it's like, then you complain about how hard it is <laughs> as right. a parent. Right. And it's just like, uh, it wouldn't be so hard if you two you know. <laughs> but it also helps. I'm not going to lie. I, like, I feel like my situation as a single, well, I'll say this. I am a single person and I'm a parent. Because <laughs> I feel like the definition of a single mother or a single father is someone who's parenting without the help of another parent. So I feel like being that me and my daughter's father are in her life and we do equal as if we were married we're doing the same amount of work just mm-hmm. separately and we can come together to do it I don't classify myself as a single mother just a mother that's sick. okay okay I like that I like that that first when you told me I was just like but it's the same thing but I like this 
everybody does that. You know, I try to put a little class on it. <laughs> well, you did it. You did it. Thank you. Because <laughs> when you talk, when you say that, I'm like, same thing. But you know, that, 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 that stuff that's just okay. Okay, Shanae, I, I, I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It took me a little minute to think of it. <laughs> But my situation is also unique. Like a lot of people that have children together have had like a lot of history together. Right. Whereas she's a product of a one-time situation <laughs> and we just had a baby. Like the you know how this old saying goes, one time is all it takes. Oh yes. She is the outcome of that. <laughs> so we don't have a lot of like anger towards each other that a lot of couples have a resentment or I mean granted once I got pregnant a lot of things came like he was a cheater <laughs> he did a lot of things to whoever he was with and I, I just feel so bad for those women I do oh, but man. outside of that like it made it a lot easier because it wasn't too many feelings involved towards him okay. they got there though <laughs> they got there but they didn't start there <laughs> Well, that's good, though. I was just about to ask you, how did you come about co-parenting really well? But like you said, you guys weren't really in a relationship for you to develop those types of feelings. Do you think if you guys were in a relationship and then you broke up and then you had your daughter, do you think you'd be able to co-parent well as you do now? I do. I honestly do. Because one thing, like prior to us having our child, her name is Yaja, by the way. <laughs> prior to us having Yaja, I wanted to be married when I had a child. So, but I realized once I got pregnant, like I didn't want her to grow up without a mother or a father like I grew up without a mother and a father so that was like rule number one I don't want her to feel how I felt right. and no matter what it takes I, t I promise that I will make sure to give my daughter the best mother and the best father that she could possibly have by any means so with that being said when we did find out we were pregnant he was he was like adamant like he didn't want to do this he was like figure it out you know, oh, what wow. the main men say, like, get rid of it. And then once he realized, like, that wasn't an option, and it was like, okay, well, now I'm taking her from you. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> we're oh, not gosh. doing that either. Right. Oh, <laughs> so I, like, gosh. I buckled on a lot of things because I wanted her to have a father. I was like, okay, if you want to do this, we can do this. If you want to do that, like, I'm, I was a compromiser. Like, I want whatever it takes. I don't care if I lay in bed awake every night crying. It's not about me. It's about my child. So I want her to have her dad by any means necessary. After you do so much compromising and your child begins to see what's going on, they begin to make decisions, even at a young age. They'll tell, like, once she became one and two, when she was able to speak, like, she was like, I want to go with my mom or I want to go with my dad. It wasn't about who wanted what. Because one thing about co-parenting, it's a selfish process. It's, mm -hmm. The child is too young to speak or make decisions. It's all about what we want. I want Christmas. I want Easter. I want, I, I, I. But you don't think and take a second to say, hey, what might my child want exactly that's the hardest part of like co-parenting is that because it's like you want to be able to spend as much time with your child as possible but then I feel like it does the child a really good service if you two work together like I understand some people most parents want to spend time with their kids on Christmas or Thanksgiving you know the major holidays but also you got to think about okay what where does my child want to be your child says well, I'll go with daddy for Thanksgiving and I'll stay with you, mommy, for Christmas. Then, you know, you guys can't fight about it and be like, nah, man, I want both. 
or whatever. It's just, okay, well, this child, like you said, once she was older and she can verbalize what she wants to do, it's like, okay, this is what she wants to do, so let's go ahead. Once your daughter was able to verbalize what she wanted, how did that work with the both of you? Was it something where you both had to like, like, all right, let's compromise with each other and try to make what she wants happen? So I've always, like I said from the beginning, I'm easy going when it comes to it because I have a vision for her. I want her to have, it's her life. I can't tell her, no, you can't go to daddy's house or no, you can't do this because it's not my life. I want you to be comfortable. And if we were to have, if we would have done it the way we were supposed to and be married and do it, everything the way that we both we both wanted that for our child but it just wasn't the way it came then we wouldn't have to have those discussions so why are we fighting about who she wants to be with if we live together if she wanted to be with daddy she'd go downstairs with daddy or come upstairs with mommy so when she started verbalizing I was always the one like okay go ahead go ahead her dad gave a little kickback (laughs) so our biggest help with this whole process is his mother he has a bigger support system than I do I've been on my own since I was 13 years old I had her I got pregnant when I was 17 I had her when I was 17 and I turned 18 two weeks after her so I was just like it was just me and I felt like it was his whole family against me but I kept strong I do have a godfather who supported me and kept pushing me and kept me strong and faith to be able to continue to fight, pray to God that it got easier. But the biggest thing was just like, okay, this is what she wants to do. Let her do it. And he would be like, no, this is she's a child. You can't let her tell us what to do. I'm like, listen, it's not a, her telling us what to do. It's right. her life. She says, hey, it's my birthday and I want to spend it with my mom, but I also want to spend it with my dad. Now it's our job to come up with the time. Right. Now, she's not controlling everything, but she's telling you what she wants. And it's not fair to take that away from her. Right. You want the daytime and I get the night or you want the night and I get the daytime. We have to compromise. Right. And the best thing about us evolving into this new co-parentship. So like we've become family. Like it, she's six going on seven in April. And for the first three years of her life, we never addressed each other like family. But like starting when she was three, four years old, like we started to realize like, we actually do love each other because we share a child. We actually are family. If you need anything, I can help you just as well as if I need anything, you should be able to help me because as long as we're good, she's going to be good. So once we started seeing each other as family, it became easier because now sometimes we don't have to split days. Sometimes like, hey, can I come over? Or you, if you want to come to the to the get together, come on through. Like It became easier to do that. Oh my gosh, no, I'm so serious because it's so hard. Like I know some single mothers in my life where their exes aren't the best of people or the ex like disappeared. So it's it just left up to the one parent to pick up the pieces and you know do the work. So it's good to see that both of you stuck it out, even though you're not together, it's like you're together for her. Y'all have been able to like work through the process of being such good co-parents which is great do you think it'll change we have this one motto because we argue don't don't let the (laughs) co-parents confuse you we argue we cuss each other out like we get very disrespectful (laughs) but our motto is no matter what we're going through we're best friends in front of our daughter we are best friends she doesn't have to know what we're going through because that's going to negatively impact her and so she does, we communicate with her like, hey, 
it's frustrating sometimes with daddy or it's frustrating sometimes with mommy but for the most part we keep all of that separate from when she's around because it does not do her any justice to see us interact in the negative that is so awesome you know that that reminds me of someone that i just interviewed her name was emily so you know go back and check out emily's part and emily's episode of my podcast but <laughs> she said that um the one thing the one thing she always lives by is never speaking negatively of her ex in front of her child because that confuses the child. And then it makes the child feel like, you know, now I got to pick sides. You know, if I'm with mommy and I hear mommy talking bad about daddy, like, really, daddy, that's what you really are? And then it's like, it impacts the whole relationship and it just makes the whole dynamic just off. So I like that model that you guys have is that, you're always best friends in front of her. You ain't got to be best friends away from her. <laughs> you ain't got to be best friends You don't want your child to grow up and disrespect that parent. Like, I don't exactly. want her to grow up and think like, oh, well, my mom feels like this, so I don't got to listen to you. Hold right. up, baby girl. Uh-uh. This ain't right. that. Right. That exactly. is your father. If, if anybody got to respect or listen to him, it's you. I don't, but you right. <laughs> Exactly. And that's how you get some of these kids out here. You see it on like YouTube and the TV, like cussing out their parents because they're just like, well, I saw mom and dad do it, you know? So it should be all right for me to do it. Uh-uh, little girl. Uh-uh, little boy. Mm-mm. You still get smacked right upside your head. Don't We don't do that okay, stuff. Okay, sit behind down right now. Right. <laughs> I will do that stuff around these parts. <laughs> oh. So I definitely like that model. And, you know, I understand it's not always roses and unicorns <laughs> that's an understatement of the year <laughs> oh but it's good to really hear that you guys work it work it out in front of her that she doesn't see you know the negative that she only always sees the positive positive. and i like that you tell that you guys do tell her you know it's frustrating with mommy um today or it's frustrating with daddy today so at least they, at least she knows but you guys aren't gonna like badmouth each other in front of her or allow anybody else to badmouth each other in front of her. So that's really good. Absolutely. It's, it's to the point where like, we could be text arguing all day. And then we go to meet for this like, hey, Jay, how are you? It's like, hey, Sharnasia, how you doing today? We hug. We have a little quick conversation exchanging like what's been going on with her. Because we do a week on week off co-parenting where he has her for a week and I have her for a week. So we exchange little whatever notes because she has a lot of sicknesses that she was born with and we just go through everything and you wouldn't know that we were arguing all day all day right (laughs) and the best thing is like because we do that by the time we leave that exchange all the ill feelings are actually gone and we can have a regular normal conversation so it, it works itself out along the way as long as you keep and stick to those models and those principles like you end up not having those issues in the long run you just realize it's just about communication and how to word things because he don't know how to word things at all (laughs) and I'm a little ghetto so I get to talking and ready to I just get a little belligerent sometimes but we can acknowledge our faults and a a big thing that we also learned over the years is when to accept our wrong in something whether it be a conversation or a decision we learning to be patient with each other we've learned a lot of things when it comes to this parenting. It's not something you learn overnight. It's not something you learn in six, seven years. It's just something that you right. continue to learn every day, every step of the way. Like, I feel like co-parenting has 
by far been my hardest job I've ever had. And I've had a lot of jobs, but <laughs> it's the hardest job, but the most rewarding. It really is. Parenting itself is so difficult because you never know what is the right thing to do. And adding the co-parenting aspect on top of that is really tough too, because then you, you're adding another person into the mix. And it's like, you have to take the other person's feelings and wants and needs into the into your decision making when you're trying to decide what's good for your child especially if you have another person that's active if the, if the other person wasn't active it's like it's easy we're just gonna do what i want to do or what you know what the child wants to do to act with the other with the other parent but to have that person be active and to add their feelings and and whatnot into it that adds a whole nother aspect to parenting so god bless y'all for doing it okay <laughs> Because even though y'all married, I know it's tough in there. <laughs> you oh, you yes. got five kids in our reality. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, let me let me let me not play with my husband. No, I got four. He's just a grown man. <laughs> Absolutely. That's just hilarious. Oh my gosh, but yes, it's it's never easy, but it's good to see that, you know, you guys have such a really good model though. And how has, I know you said that his mom or his family has been supportive. Has there ever been a time where like, they've seen him pretty much trip and they're like, okay, yeah, no, we're not about to do that. Like, let's Yes, <laughs> it's funny because again, our background is just so different for a lot of parents. So it's like, we were me and him were friends like up until everything changed and he was just this whole different person and he introduced me to his family as a villain like I wanted something and I because I was 17 and he was 28 so it's the age difference and he just he was really upset like that it happened this way from outside looking in you're looking like okay this is kind of messed up like what are you guys got going on here his family looked at him like what are you doing so he tried to make it seem like I was somebody that I wasn't. I was this liar. I was trying to trap him. And oh, my gosh. He yeah, he portrayed me in a terrible light. So for the first two, three years of my daughter's life, like I said, that was the rockiest. That It was just always like his family didn't like me. Things were being said. Every time anything happened between me and him, his his they, they took his side because his mother had, is very active. He lives with his mother um, and, and his grandma. Like, they have a big little family in the house and so they all had these opinions on me but then it got to the point where it's like they started to it got to a point where I didn't want to talk to him at all to exchange her and I was like hey I might as well deal with your mom y'all just always there anyways I can talk Mm -hmm. to your mom so me and her started to um, exchange her and we started having more and more conversations and she got to see me for who I really was so that's that's when she looked back like okay okay my son's a liar I see it like he's he's the he's the problem and they started stepping in more and vocalizing like okay you know what we are dealing with this person outside of you Chinese he is doing all of this in the house he is a hot mess so yeah I know that this is not what's going on then they started really listening to what I had to say because again always took it myself out of the equation I've never said hey it's Christmas and I want her it's, hey are we what are we doing for Christmas if you want her that's fine so that's when they like okay dude you're tripping you're gonna get her like we're, we're gonna do it like this and so they started stepping up for me more like again we become this huge family like I can call his mom and his grandma and she calls Aww. me and we all check on each other 
it's just it's it's a beautiful thing because coming from where we came from to like despising each other to I love yous and have a good week and I hope anything you need like it's a beautiful feeling to know like okay we're getting somewhere we are making it like right. this is gonna be a good 18 20 30 40 years I can't wait till my daughter's wedding and we're all there and yeah, laughing right. and talking about where we came from her graduation like all of these things in my head used to scare me because I'm like oh my god it's all of them against me they're gonna hate me but they see and they they started to really vo- vocalize and step in so sometimes it's like me and him get into an argument and his mom's like no Jaquan this is not what's happening you need to chill and apologize you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> and same with me she'll be like okay Shanaysia you're wrong and apologize so she's just the, the mother of us both like she keeps oh. everything in line well, that's so good. I'm glad that she checks you both. Like, it's not one of those, like, parents that's like, oh, no, I'm just going to check the girl because it's my son. because he, He's always right. No matter if he's wrong, but he's right. But it's so refreshing to see that she's just like, nah, he's wrong. I'm, I'm going to let him know he's wrong. You wrong. I'm going to let you know you wrong because the most important thing is your daughter. And that's what needs to be at the forefront. So that is so awesome. It's really good to to see that. Thank you. And that definitely makes the parenting journey, at least this this type of journey, so much easier to have that support. Because I know that's the hardest thing is always having the family of the other parent dislike you. And sometimes you're just like, you dislike me for the wrong reason. Like, I'm not, I don't even get it. Like, why don't you like this? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> and the like, old me, the old me would have been like, I don't care if y'all like me and I'd have been fighting with them. Again, I just had to realize like, okay, regardless of anybody's opinions on me, I'm her mother. I'm right. going to be around and we're going to have to learn how to deal with each other. So I used to let them, I took a lot of, took a lot of crap in order to get to where I'm at. But sac- you, you, you have to pick something to sacrifice. And sometimes right. I, I sacrifice my pride in order mm-hmm. to have my daughter happy and her right. to be raised in a, a, the right way and have both, both parents. Because I don't feel like any child deserves to not have a parent or either parent, regardless right. of how it came right. about. Exactly. That is, that's, and I think that's the hardest thing to do is put your pride aside. Every, every everybody's got that pride that just be like nah uh-uh, I'm right I don't care what you say we ain't do, I'm not doing it I ain't even gonna say sorry I don't care I don't care <laughs> but to just be that person to say okay you know for the for the child I gotta woo side and just be like all right <laughs> I don't have those moments where it's like hold up uh-uh. I carry her I pushed her out it's right my baby. <laughs> But again, it takes two to make a baby, so I can't just, mm-hmm. I can't just do that all the time. I get, I'll I be having my moment, but I pray <laughs> to my Lord, Savior Christ, and he be like, all right, calm down now. We know she came from you. We know she yours, <laughs> but do what's right for her. <laughs> right. He, he's always there to be like, yeah, let, let's relax. We got to relax. Just calm it down. You're at a thousand, just bring it down to a hundred, and then bring it down to zero. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So, Shanaysia, for someone who might be starting out in their single parenting, who's a parent? Wait, what did you say? You're a parent who just happens to be single? Wait, no, you got to say There it go. Okay. There it oh, go. oh, snap, I got it right. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> who might be starting on their journey of being a parent who just happens to be single. They're working on co-parenting. What would you say would be 
the one thing that they should really keep in mind as they're starting that co-parenting journey? What would be your advice to them? My advice to anybody that's going on this journey to co-parenting is to take a step back and think if you were that child. Put yourself in your kid's shoes and see, it's empathize for them. See what it is that you would want if you were them. Because it no longer be, becomes about your relationship with that other parent. It's more about where what is the goals that you have for your child and what is the, what do you want for your child and if you guys can't come to the time ground, then that means that you guys aren't putting yourself in that child's shoes because it becomes so much easier when you take yourself and your feelings out of the equation and you focus on the vision for your child that's that's really good advice it's and i think that's the hardest thing for parents is to think about their children Especially in that type of environment, you're always thinking about, well, how am I going to make this journey easier for me when it shouldn't be about easy for you? How are you going to make it easy for your child? And a lot of things is that some parents think so much about their child, not not necessarily what's the best thing for them, but thinking like, okay, I know what's right for my kid. Mm -hmm. This is what I want for my kid. But it's like, is that really what's best? Like, take a step back and really think. Like, what is it that you really have to do for them? Because it's, it's deeper than holidays, weekends, child support. That's another thing. Sometimes you have to take the monetary issue out of it. Because I'm not going to lie. That was a situation with me and him that we had. I didn't want child I didn't want anything from him. But because he kept portraying me in a certain light, I was like, okay, let me be that. Let me do that. And I went in and filed the child support. But then I realized, like, he made a statement like, hey, if I'm paying monetarily, then I don't really need to be there. But that's the opposite of what's um, going on. No, you absolutely what? need to be here. All right, right. The money doesn't really... Uh, the money don't raise the no place. child. Right. It the don't. Don't raise no child. Like, yes, it helps. But uh, the kid would prefer to see you, too. Like, the person is what the child needs. And then on top of that, a lot of people want... Both, again, I, I I don't know how, I'm not ever going to tell somebody, hey, don't get child support or get child support. But what worked for me is the fact that, okay, if you're doing equal of what I'm doing, there's no need to have an exchange of money to me and you. But to the point where I don't have him on child support and he does his equal share. But hey, if I'm running low on some cash, hey, can I get a couple dollars? And he'll give it to me and vice versa. He could be running low. Hey, you think you could? And I'll give it to him because that's just how it's supposed to go. When you start stop thinking about what you can get out of that co-parent for any type of personal gain, it'll go easier. If I say, hey, she needs some shoes, he'll get them and vice versa. Uniforms, everything. Just start thinking about doing it equal, splitting everything equal, and it won't be so hard. I stop giving the other parent, oh, you get weekends and I get the school year and all. That makes it so much more complicated. Like, it does. When you start to try and put everything to a T and they people do that because of the feelings involved and they want to have a le least amount to do with the other parent right. but if you stop thinking about the interaction with the other parent and start thinking about the happiness of your child it makes everything so much easier it does it does I mean some some relationships it's hard to even do that because it's just so volatile so right. I can understand those um those single parents who yeah they don't have it's not so easy as Absolutely. how your relationship is, which is great. But if they can get to the point of where you two are, that would be so much better for the child because then it just sounds like it flows better. And it's like you have less of like a burden on you because you 
both, like you said, you both do equal. Whereas some some, some um, single parents, you can't even get the other person to even give a quarter to their child. Like, dang, <laughs> not even a quarter. Like, really, something for your child? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not gonna. I, I I definitely sympathize with those who can't get to that step. I think the one thing that a lot of people end up doing though is they get into these relationships with people and they they base their relationship on how they feel towards each other they don't have conversations about expectations of if that were to happen whereas even though like we were friends first so we both knew what kind of parents we would be a lot of people don't know what kind of parents that they gonna be because they're so wrapped up in each other they don't even think about kids until it's too late and it's a baby on the way right so I feel like another thing I would say to anybody, even before their co-parents, get to know your partner and what type of parent that they are or what kind of person that they are when it comes to raising a family. Because some people will tell you or show you before you even get into that type of relationship and you're just ignoring it. Yeah. Because you love them. I have to clap. I got to clap to that Because <laughs> that is so true. I think I, um, I forgot what I was watching and what I was reading where they're just like, you know, if you have a child with someone, you are tied to that person for life because it's not like after 18, that person disappears. Like you guys still have to go through being parents. So you have to know who they are because a part of them is going to be a part of you. And if they out here being terrible people in the world, it's not going to change when they're parents. I'm trying to tell you. Some of them, they, it's probably going to get worse. They're the type that will probably disappear. But then there, there are those people who are also actors who are great. And then when great you're actors. making it, it's like, oh, deuces, I'm gone. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait a person. minute. Right. And so it's like, it's so important. Like you said, definitely, you really have to get to know the other person. And sometimes it's hard because like I said, some people put on a show, but it's really important to get to know the people around them because they're also those who can show you who that person is too. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times you can tell a lot from a person by who they hang around. So yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely, that's, that's some great advice right there because (laughs) that's where some people go wrong. It's like, you see the signs, you see all the red flags, but you just like, Oh no, they'll change. Like, oh, maybe a child. Or they be like, oh, I love him. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, like the movie, what's love got to do with it? Because it ain't got okay. nothing to do with how horrible this person is. Now they're going to be horrible later. So, Especially if Pookie ain't raising Lil Ray Ray them already and you get right. a baby by him. Don't expect him to do for D Ray Ray. Oh my gosh. He's not going to do it. Correct. Right. That's crazy sometimes. Some people are situational parents. Some people are only parents to a situation that they're happy in at that moment. Mm -hmm. Some people go around raising other people's kids because they with that person. But as soon as they're not with that person, F them and them kids. Exactly. A lot of people are like that. I know people who will only be parents if they're with the mother of that that child. They are only going to be that parent if they're with that mother. I can't speak for every situation of parenting, but... The biggest thing for me is, for one, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, and I'm the fool. Because I got one kid. I'm not having no more until I feel like <laughs> I can raise that kid in the environment that I want that child to be raised in, how I want that child to be raised. Mm-hmm. Don't be having three and four and five and six kids and complain about being a single parent when you've been a single parent since the first kid. That is the truth. And that's where some people go wrong. I mean, look at even some of these stars out here. They got all these kids. 
are they really taking care of all these children out in these streets? No, they're not. So nah. <laughs> it's not even enough time in a day to take care. Shoot, I got one. You got four. I know it'd be like some days you're like, did I do enough? Did, right. Like, <laughs> did I I feel like what the it's it's too much. Like it takes a lot to be a parent. So just because you got the money to be a parent don't mean you got the parenting to be a parent. Be a parent. Exactly. Exactly. And like you my said, daughter to this day, since I got this job at the post office. Yeah, mom, I love that I don't have to worry about anything, but I miss you. I don't get to see you. And that, that hurts because it's like, I know her dad works, I work. So it's like, she's like, okay, when is, when are we going to hang out? When are we going to just chill? So she, she loves the days when we just stay in my house all day. It's not about taking them anywhere, doing things, just the right, time. time. Kids yep. buy you the littlest things and like, look, like for Christmas, you can buy them a hundred different gifts. Sometimes they end up playing with the box. The oh my gosh would you get on my last or like for <laughs> real my son does that he'll especially when you get like a big box he'll start um playing in it decorating i'm like for real you don't got this whole big old toy right here but we, we about to decorate the box that should got you an empty box and that's okay <laughs> What's going to paper the place next time? not buying boxes right <laughs> But then my kids are the ones who open the box and be like, oh, for real, ain't nothing in here? But then if something in there, I just want the box, though. It's like, so crazy. Like, y'all mad annoying. Like, get out of here. <laughs> you can't win for losing with children. You never know what they want. And they can tell you exactly what they want, and they don't even want that. Right. Don't make no sense at all. Like, my daughter, I know this is off topic, but my daughter, she, we made a whole Christmas list because our family was, um, we were going to do, like, a secret Santa and I'm asking right. her, what do you want on your list? She's telling me exactly what she wants. I'm like, okay, so if she gets one or two or whatever, she'll be happy. She definitely didn't say she wanted Robux. Her <laughs> siblings said it. So when she saw that they got it, it's like, oh, I didn't get Robux. But did you ask for it, child? Did you ask? <laughs> and then she's like, no, but I didn't know I want it. Girl, bye. I ain't got time for you. No. <laughs> I'm telling oh. you. <laughs> Hitting it right with the nose with everything. Right, like, oh my gosh, I can't with you. She's sitting there crying. She's just, I'm grateful for what I got, but I just wanted Robux. I'm like, oh my god, I can't, I can't. Goodbye, goodbye. You lucky you got it. Go. <laughs> right. Think about making a better list next year. Right. I'm like, well, didn't I ask what you want on your list? Yes. And then you tell me exactly what you want. Yes, but I didn't know I would want Robux. Bye. 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 <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I can't. I can't. <laughs> they are just too much. But, Shanaja, thank you so much for joining me on my show. I really appreciated our conversation. You definitely dropped some nuggets, girl. So, thank you. And hopefully, you'll be able to help another parent who just happens to be single out there. And who... <laughs> this because you know it's true okay I like, I like that thank definition. you for having me like I appreciate it. it feels good to actually discuss with another parent what it's like to go through what I go through because I don't really discuss it or think about it much I just do it but right. I really appreciate this so much and I hope that I can help and inspire parents whether it be a single mother that or a mother that's single or a father that's single that's right <laughs> I, I just want you guys to all just think about the child and Right. It's never going to be easy. One, one day at a time, one step at a time. And just think patience. Breathe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what we need to do. Breathe. 
because every day is not all rainbows and unicorns, okay? But we just got to breathe and just woo sigh and get through the day. But thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And I wish this podcast so much success. It is a beautiful one. I love listening to it. I learn something every time I listen to it. Keep your energy. Keep doing what you're doing. And I hope that it goes worldwide. Oh, you're going to make me cry, girl. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I, I hope it does. I mean, I'm trying to keep this energy going. And like you said, you know, it's always good to talk to another parent who's going through the same thing or even something else that you didn't even think about. And and that was one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to start it because I feel like we go through so much that we don't even have time to talk to another parent about what we're going through. And we just, we, we, we need that. We need that support from each other. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. But thank you all for listening. Remember, I upload every Wednesday. And I am now on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify. So y'all, you can catch me on so many places. Download these apps and listen to me every week. Um, so thank you so much for joining me. And thank you so much, Asia, for being on my show. Catch me next week on another episode of the Lazy Moms Podcast.